Speedway proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapping on Racing. I want to welcome you to December 7, Rapping on Racing with Howie Bayless, Mike Norris, and Joe Corrado. But I want to start off... Uh, this past week was pretty rough. Uh, we lost Matt Miley, promoter at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and Bob Stanford, one of the premier big block modified drivers. I was fortunate enough to call both of them friends, and they will be deeply missed. We're using a new format with Rappin' on Racing now. We found in the past that most people would dial into a specific portion of the show that they were interested in. And instead of doing the show the old way, now we're going to do it with just specific topics. The length of the show will vary between 30 and 60 minutes. If we have more than that, then we'll have more. Uh, And it won't play on Monday. It could play Monday through Friday. Whenever you're happy, you can see who the guests are going to be on Facebook and just turn it on whenever you're ready. We hope you like the new format and enjoy Rapping on Racing. Thank you. This is the Banker Bob Thought. Old age is like a plane flying through a storm. Once you're on board, there really isn't much you can do about it. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. 
When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Well, race fans, right now we're going to get an exclusive interview with what might be the new super team to be coming out in 2023. As it's been reported, um, Joe Carrada has replaced Jared Molly with Mike Norris behind the wheel of the number 10. And I actually have the opportunity to talk to car owner Joe Carrada, and we're going to talk to Mike Norris. Mike, Joe, welcome to Rapid on Racing. Yeah, thanks for having us. Hey, um, for those fans who've been a Mike Norris fan for a long time, this is not your first time in a Joe Carrada-owned car. No, he was kind enough to let us run one. I think it was 2013, and then we ended up buying it off him. So uh, um, him and my dad have been friends a long time, and I've been pretty much around and friends with him since I started racing. So uh, it's kind of been in the works for a while, but uh, we'll see how it goes. And you've actually fielded cars for other car owners. Uh, Todd Sorenza comes to mind. Um, Nico DeBecco in the Crate Series. So you coming and getting in another car isn't necessarily a unique circumstance for you. But what is it like just no more Iceman Motorsports cars? That team's basically going to go in on hiatus? Um. It is and it isn't. You know, we're still using our truck and trailer, and pretty much a lot of my crew is going to help. But this will be the first time in a long time I won't be racing out of my shop. So that'll be a little different. But uh, like I said, change sometimes is needed. And I felt like we were at the point with our career where we just needed a fresh start, and it just worked out that um, I felt like Joe needed the same thing, and uh, we got together. And uh, I think it's going to be good. I'm really excited. I think uh, everybody involved is excited. So. Now, let's go back to the beginning of Mike Norris's, or Michael Norris's racing career. Um, your dad went out, picked up some super late model wins, and picked up a track championship at the Lake Trobe Speedway, and promptly retired to focus on you. And they didn't bring you up through the lower divisions. Um, your family has a great history at Lernerville Speedway. And you basically just changed the car number from 71 to 72 and went at it. What was it like going as a kid? One year, you're in the pits working on a car, watching your dad race, and next year, you're out there racing. That was pretty intimidating. It it was nerve-wracking because the main thing, I I didn't want to get in the way, and I didn't really want to tear anybody else's stuff up. I definitely did a lot of self-inflicted damage the first couple years, but... um, being able to go to them driving schools and rent some tracks out and having my dad mentor me through it all really helped and sped up the process. And, uh, I don't know. It it feels like it was just maybe two, three years ago, but that's, I think we're on year probably 13 now. So, uh, time really flies when you're having fun. And after you look back and you've had a great career, multiple track championships, uh, you picked up a couple wins yourself on the world of outlaw series, ULMS, and so on and so forth. Do you have any regrets about going right into a super versus maybe building a a stock car and progress up, just going to the wolves like you did? 
None at all. I mean, mainly we made it through unscathed, and I, I felt like it, it could have did nothing but improve, you know, my late model program because I wouldn't have got any bad habits from any other types of divisions. You know, all these cars drive a little differently, and our main focus was always going to be supers, and uh, we had all the equipment, and my dad had all the knowledge, so it was kind of a no-brainer. As long as he felt like I was... Um, able enough to do it without being a danger to myself or others, that was always going to be the plan. And I'm, I'm glad we did it. I, I wish we would have started with maybe some different, different components, but that's what we had to start with. And, uh, it, it's all history now. And that's one thing. I mean, your dad was a Rayburn guy for years and you started out in the Rayburns and you're you were adapting to that car, but it seemed like your career took off when you guys caught that rocket. Yeah, and a lot of that's to to tip your hat to Steve Baker and Mark Richards. They really helped us a lot as far as uh, what to do to it and being able to race at Pittsburgh every week with Steve. It was hard to run a Rayburn car down there, and uh, I don't know. It just the car seemed to suit me better for sure, and then. Like I said, we got on Integra shocks later, and they helped us even more so and really upped our program. You know, it it really made me look a whole lot better. I, I always tell my dad I wish he could drive these cars because they're, they're night and day from the old Rayburn days. But uh, I think if he drove one, maybe I wouldn't be driving all the time. And and you mentioned you, you start – we talked about you started out at Lernerville and PMS, and that's basically two of the most different tracks you could go to. And you seem to excel on the big tracks. You picked up wins, obviously, at PMS, track championship. You've also won at a big track, Bedford Speedway, and uh, Sharon Speedway. And then, you know, a lot of wins at Lernerville and um, some of the other smaller tracks. And that's just one thing. It doesn't matter. You know, I think you guys went about the right way. You didn't focus just on Lernerville. You were going from Lernerville to PMS and learning how to drive a big track and a small track at the same time. Yeah, because Lernerville's a decent size, but there's times it races like a small track. I mean, you're really sideways there and really chasing the groove, and then Pittsburgh's a completely different animal. You want to stay as straight as possible and move the wheel as little as possible. So I think it helped out a lot. A lot of the reason we went to Pittsburgh a lot is because it was kind of further away from home, and I didn't have to put as much pressure on myself there. I, I felt like we enjoyed it more there just because it was a more laid-back atmosphere. You know, Lernerville, there was always that pressure I'd put on myself because friends and family and everybody close were there, and we really struggled there early. Just I don't know what it was, but, you know, it all worked out, and we were able to be competitive at both, which is a blessing, really. And you've had a lot of success. Like I said, two World of Outlaw wins at Lernerville Speedway, so, you know... Yeah, you adapted and handled the pressure, and th you're doing this all in your 20s, for God's sakes. I mean, you know, what's it like just going out there and be the hometown hero? That's yeah, a dream come true, really. I mean, I was in my 20s, but I think there's guys doing it younger than I was now, but uh, I don't know. it. Never thought it would happen, and now that it did, you just want it to keep happening. So, I mean, that's the nature of racing. It's probably the worst drug you can ever be introduced to, and... uh I don't know, just keep going as long as I can. All right. Well, Mike, I appreciate your time. Now we're going to go ahead and we're going to grab some words with Joe, and then we'll come back to both of you guys. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to thank all of our marketing partners who helped make our 2022 a success. 
Rourke Automotive Group, Cheplick Packing, Crawford Auto Repair, Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Rock Auto, Next Gen Outdoor Services, Summit Racing Equipment, Basil Race Fuels, Coca-Cola, Calusi Chevrolet, The Coriopolis Record, Isley's, J.D. Hall Excavating, Octane Customs, Precise Racing Products, Hoosier Tire Mid-Atlantic, Racing Junk, Rhino Racing Classifieds, Yingling, Zarin Truck and Automotive, and Zoofall Communications. We would like to also congratulate our 2022 champions in the Rush Late Models, Philip Ubeck, in the Hobby Stocks, Frank McGill, for the Chuplick Series, Logan Catellis, in the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, AJ Poljack, in the Open Four Cylinders, Craig Rudolph, and in the Young Guns, Emmy Laboon. Stay tuned to our social media channels and our website, ppms.com, for upcoming information regarding our 2023 racing season. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and JWC, JWCA are unaffiliated entities. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Now we're going to grab a word with the car owner who, I don't want to say shocked Western Pennsylvania late model scene, but um, definitely got some attention with his driver change. Um you take a championship team like you have, Joe, and a team that won on a World of Outlaws last year, and you won the ULMS championship, and you know everything looks like it's going perfect, and you know you you shocked everybody, maybe shocked isn't the best word, but created a little buzz when you you announced the driver change, and what brought about the driver change? I mean, we talked to Mike and. I want to say he's been on your radar since you basically lent him a car so he could compete against you back around 2013. Well, Howie, first of all, thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, Michael has always been on my radar. Uh, We've been friends for many, many years. Uh, But, you know, also, I mean, this racing is greatly a fun uh, adventure for everybody, but it's also a business also. And I have to look at at it as a business, being a car owner. And, you know, I I continue to look at it and look at it. And I say, I I need to better my program. And this is, you know, one of the reasons why I brought Michael on board. Because, you know, 
I believe that Michael, you know, will better the program. And there's several reasons. I won't elaborate on all of them, but one of the reasons is, you know, he has a great crew. Uh, he's an excellent wheel man. Uh, and he probably only lives 15 minutes away from me. And, you know, it's really more economical, uh, basically, that we get together. Uh, and as I said before, uh, I've known him for a long time. I've known his dad for a long time. And uh, it just felt like the right fit at the time. And, you know, that's what makes a successful team. It, it, it's the chemistry. You know, we see you guys going around the track and you're assuming everything is perfect. And I'm not saying it wasn't. But sometimes you just throw a little change and it could take you to the next level. You looked, you were very competitively locally when you got back into your racing with Alex Free. You replaced Alex with Jared and you were very competitive regionally. Now you replace Jared with Michael and both you guys, former feature winners on World of Outlaws. So nothing for the number 10 with uh, Millertown pick aparts and your sponsors all coming to say you can't continue that sex, that success on the national level. Right. And as I said before, it's really nothing against Jared Miley. Jared Miley and I are still friends. Uh, Jared knows that and so forth. But again, as I emphasized before, it's a business. I mean, yes, it's great when you win checkered flags and so forth, but you know, anymore you put so much money into these programs. Now, I will tell you this, there's no pressure with this team. There's no pressure with anyone. I mean, we're going to go out there, we're going to do the best we can, and we're going to see what happens. I mean, whatever happens, happens. What is the plan? Do you want to go as a car owner and win that ULMS championship again? Um, or do you want to move up and hit all the Lucas, XR races, World of Outlaw races in the area and go to that next level? Well, the plan basically is like it's always been, okay? I always leave it up to the driver. Whatever the driver wants to do, okay, basically, whatever race he wants to run, we'll run. Uh, if he doesn't want to run a certain week, then we won't run a certain week. I mean, it's still fun. I, I want to emphasize that it is still fun. But on the other hand, it's a business also. Uh, and the reason it's a business is because you put so much effort and so much money into this program that... You know, if you don't run it like a business, then you'll fail. And we certainly don't want to fail. Now, we talked before, you owned cars back in the 70s and 80s, and you took some time off, and uh might have even been into the early 90s when you decided to step away from it. And then you came back with um Alex Free, and you guys, like I said, a lot of success. And one thing with with you, you have a premier car, you have a premier motor, but you also make sure that your team and driver are the caliber that it takes to put that car up front. Right. And getting back to a little history or whatever, I started racing back in 1977. And when I raced back in 1977, I probably had one or two people that basically helped me. Um, we were competitive. I mean, we weren't as good as we are, at least we're at that level today. But at the same time, I raced until from 77 until 1989. And when 89 came along, a lot of my crew uh, had found different avenues that they wanted to pursue. 
And I was left all alone, basically, you know, running a, a, a super late at that time by myself. Well, I had basically gotten burned out, and uh, I left after the 89 season, and I turned around, I hadn't come back until 2011. And this is really kind of funny, because uh, my first race that I came back to was uh, PPMS. I had never won a feature there. Uh, I didn't run there a lot. It was basically Lernerville. Then if we got uh, wrecked at Lernerville, we usually took Saturday off and, and ran Motordrome on Sunday. Well, in 2011, uh, Alex came on board. And at that point, we decided we were putting an old Toys for Tots car together. So we decided to go down to uh, uh, PPMS to run. Well, as you can imagine, we only wanted to get on there to, you know, basically just shake the car down, get the bugs out of it and so forth. Well, lo and behold, I guess lady luck, if you want to call it that, was our way. And it turned around, we actually won the heat and we got to start on the pole with a feature. Well, that day, Alex Faree won the, won the feature and that was the first feature that we had won. And, you know, we kid about this once in a while, but... I hadn't been back to racing, like I said, since 1989, and here I'm coming back in 2011. Well, the first guy to come and walk to me and shake my hand and congratulate me was Big Mike Norris. And I was very surprised, you know, because I didn't think anybody was still in racing at that time. And here comes Big Mike Norris. He comes over and congratulates me. And I thought that was, you know, really a great deal that he had done. And I was really overwhelmed at that time of, of what he had, you know, done and known that he was still in racing at that time. And you've had, I don't even, if I remember right, was that car not even numbered? You guys basically went out on the track and that was the X car. Am I right? Well, you're, you're partially right. The, actually, the car was black and white. It wasn't a color that, that I had, had liked, to tell you the truth, but... We just were figuring out just to go down and, and, and put it together, you know, and, uh, and, and take the bugs out of it. Well, at that point, we had uh, said, well, we got to put a number on it. So we actually put the number 10 on it. And when we put the number 10 on it, we put it leaning forward instead of backward. Well, I hate to say this, but it was probably the ugliest car out there. And at that time, when it came into victory lane, we were, we were petitioning people to come down out of the stands and cover the car up so that it wouldn't look, you know, bad on, on picture. And uh, uh, it, w it was just comical. I guess you just had to be there to, to understand it. But it was interesting. Well, we appreciate your time. And now we're going to take a break, and we're going to ask Mike to come on back, and we'll get both you guys. And uh, we're going to give a little preview of the 2023 season. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. 
Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Well, right now we're going to put the car owner and the driver together, Mike Norris and Joe Carotta, and we're going to ask some questions um first question will be michael you've always been in the family car you're always number 72 joe's number 10 are you gonna be able to keep 72 or is the car gonna be number 10 no the car's gonna be 10 joe's cars are always 10 so uh we're gonna kind of incorporate a lot of basically what he had going last year just switch some colors around and uh the only thing i'll bring on that'll kind of be a trademark to me is we'll probably have crusher on the spoiler and that's it so and joe you talked about when you debuted back in 2011 it wasn't a pretty car i'm sure uh when you debut with the uh crusher here we're gonna have a pretty pretty neat looking car well we hope so uh like i said between michael and my input uh i think we're gonna have a pretty good looking car now, equipment-wise, are you guys you going to use the, the equipment you had last year or new cars, new motors? Well, we're going to use the same cars we had last year. I have a 19, and I have a 2021. We're going to basically use my equipment, and uh, we're going to go from there. Michael, you've, uh, that would be an upgrade in a way because I don't think you've ever been in anything newer than what? Uh, is 17 in a Super? I've ran some newer stuff. Nothing of my own has been newer than a 17. Um, we had a late 17, so I guess you can consider that an 18. But the the Boyer guys and the Augie, Augie Bertram and uh, Nico's car is a 2021, so he's treated me really good. But, uh, no, I, Rockets are great, and honestly, I feel like they're all good. I mean, you can get them all to work, and Joe has a really nice group of cars up there. Everything he has is awesome. So uh, I think we'll be able to do some damage, hopefully. Now, as I'm standing here in the Iceman Motorsports shop, uh, this is the first time. I mean, you're all into this. This isn't a trial run. You've basically got rid of all your cars, and this is this is the plan. I mean, this is what you're banking on. Yeah, I mean, we're like I said, we're all excited, and uh, I've, we're all pretty confident in that we can have a good time and be competitive. So that's 
I sold my car, I think, like a week after the stampede. So we were pretty much in it. I was either going to get a new one or, you know, we were going to we were going to sit down and talk with Joe. So, you know, the route we went. Now, you, you mentioned uh, you, you drive for uh, your brother-in-law, Nico, in the crate series. Are you uh, going to retire from that just to focus more on the super or we'll still see you uh, bouncing down at PMS some? No, we'll still be down there. I still got to get my laps in down there since they won't let me run supers down there. But uh, no, Joe's kind enough to let me do that still. And a lot of the big paying crate races um, have the supers there as well. So it kind of works out. And I'm hoping to get him out, Nico, that is some too. But uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. And Joe, you've always been into the supers. Uh, The fact that Mike is a very successful crate late model driver any chance of dropping a crate in one of your cars or your stuff's going to stay the super uh right now howie my stuff's going to stay the supers uh i just want to add a note to before there that uh you know we're not saying that michael norris uh, doesn't have good equipment michael norris does have real good equipment uh and as far as whether it being a 2017 or a 2021 or a 19 car um, they actually all work different. Uh, I believe they do anyway. Sometimes a 17 will work better than 2021 or whatever the case may be. And only time will tell. Like I said, right now we're trying to make Michael as comfortable as he can be in both of my cars. And, you know, at that point when they go out on the speedway, he'll be able to give me the input and also the crew members the input, the valuable input, I should say, that we basically need you know, to make those cars better. So, I mean, the way Rocket builds their chassis is unbelievable. I mean, the craftsmanship in those uh, XR1s or any Rocket in general is is far superb than any other chassis that I believe. Uh, and and that's a tribute to them because, as you see, some people are still running 2016s, 2017 cars with success. Now, this is a question for, for both of you talking about the cars. They often say when, you know, you, you kept, Michael, you kept your 16, not because of economic issues. You, you just loved that car. You were that comfortable in it. And they always say when you get a new car, it's kind of like dating. Not every woman's the same. Not every car is the same. You got to find that sweet spot. Now, there's really not a lot of practicing that you can do. And... What are your what are your plans to try to get you accustomed to those cars as fast as possible? Um, can you you know do it with through shock packages or you actually physically got to get in and drive the cars? Um, I guess it's a little bit of both. The nice thing is is Joe's on the same program we were for the most part. Rocket chassis, Integra shocks, chassis components are all the same. So. Like you said, everyone is a little bit different, and as he elaborated, every car works a little different. But for the most part, you can get them in the ballpark and fine-tune from there. So me being as familiar as I am with both of those product names, Rocket and Integra, I feel like we can get really close really quick, and it won't take long to figure out which car likes what it does, you know? And, And... Obviously, Joe and both of his cars are proven. I mean, those cars are proven winners, both of them. So, you know, it almost adds a little pressure because they're both winners. So if I don't win in them, I better figure something out. But like I said, the pressure is nothing new to you. I mean, you know, when you started racing, you basically booted out a 
championship driver for yourself. Well, I mean, your dad voluntarily left, but, you know, so the pressure is nothing new to you, but it's going to be interesting to see. It's not like you guys can go and practice anywhere and try to learn the cars before the season starts because really racing's almost turned into a 12-month-a-year sport. Yeah, it pretty much is. I mean, we just got done watching racing, you know, three days ago, two days ago. So, uh, I don't know. We'll, uh, I'm sure we'll be fine. It, he's got a great engine program as well, and it, it's the same brand that I'm used to running. So, I've got in stuff that was way different and still been close. So, you know, the, the crate car was probably the biggest thing to get used to. You know, you cut the horsepower in half, and we were still able to... I don't know if we're, I'd rather be lucky than good. And I'll always say I'm lucky when we're good. So, uh, I think we'll be just fine with his knowledge. Um, my dad's knowledge and, you know, we put our three heads together. I, I think we better be able to figure something out. So now when are we going to see the debut of the, uh, car number 10, Joe Carrada own Michael Norris driven. Who's going to answer that question? Not at the same time, guys. Um, the plan is we're going to go to Volusia like we, we have the last couple of years, um, and we're going to do the, you know, over Valentine's Day. I think it's somewhere around the 14th. So we're, we're going to do the, the Gator Nationals, I guess. That'll be our debut. So that, that's the plan anyway. And you've had success there, Michael. You've won some heat races there before. And, Joe, I know you've ran in Florida, but I think, was it East Bay, or have you guys been to Volusia? Well, I've never been to Volusia, but I have been to East Bay. I was actually at East Bay in 1977 with a friend of mine who lived in Zephyr Hills, uh, Florida. And uh, to be truthful with you, I was very young then, and uh, uh, I can't remember too much about East Bay. But I'm very happy that we're going to Volusia. Uh, I think this is going to help us tremendously, you know, get this team focused, basically, you know, know what we need to do. And, of course, with Michael's experience and his input, you know, behind the wheel, okay, that's going to help both his team and my team basically merge together a lot better. And then when you guys head up north, you'll have some experience behind you and start tacking and, and that. And, um, Joe, what what would it take to make 2023 a successful year? Well, I'm a realist, okay, let's put it uh, this way. Uh You know, there's going to be some bumps along the road with a new team, but as long as we can take those bumps and we can fix them quickly, I think we're going to be fine. I mean, as I've told Michael before, I'm not looking for anything special out of the box. I just want him to be comfortable in the seat and drive the way he knows how to drive, especially, you know, out there respecting other drivers as he's driving out there. And Michael, same question for you. What's going to take to make 2023 a successful year? for Michael Norris, the driver? Pretty much right along the same lines, just a smooth transition, and I know it will be. And like you said, there's going to be some bumps in the road. That's why they call it racing, you know. But uh, I'm hoping that we're kind of on that upward swing as far as my luck goes, and we're climbing that hill. We're not in the valley no more. Um, Just have a good year, um, be competitive, and that's really all I ask for. Race fans, there you got it. We got some words from the – Possible super team for 2023, the Joe Carrada-owned Rocket, Michael Norris, the driver. Keep your eyes on that number 10. I'll tell you what, I know we'll be going to the front. Thanks, guys, for your time.
And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston and New York to LA, where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say. We hope you enjoyed today's program. If you have a driver or a competitor that you would like featured at Rappin' on Racing, please send us an email to rappinonracing at gmail.com. Thank you. Speedway proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners, recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Here's Rapid on Racing. <laughs>